Hi everyone and welcome to another exciting episode of the We're Gonna Make It podcast show. I'm your host Harshdeep and today we're about to embark on a journey between finance and crypto world. Ever notice how the world of finance seems to be living a double life? On one side, we have our trusted age-old systems, the tangible cash and familiar bank notifications. But on the other side, a realm of blockchain magic, cryptocurrencies and a digital landscape that's rapidly transforming the way we see and use money. Now today, we're going to delve deep into a corner of this digital universe that's been the talk of town recently. We're talking about a financial product called stablecoins. Why stablecoins you ask? Well, let's just say when giants like PayPal start to play in the sandbox, you know there's something big brewing. We're about to unearth the why's, the hows, and the wait what moments of this new digital phenomenon. So buckle up as we embark on this journey to understand stablecoins better and why every tech enthusiast, financial guru, and even your next-door neighbor should sit up and pay attention. Find that intriguing? Well, let's dive in. First, picture this. You're standing at a cafe deciding between paying for your coffee with fiat money or cryptocurrencies. However, with the unpredictable nature of cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, your coffee could be costing $1 today, but $5 tomorrow. And this is where stablecoins enter. To start with, what exactly is stablecoins? Well, at their core, stablecoins aim to offer the best of both worlds, the stability of fiat money and the borderless, decentralized nature of cryptocurrencies. They're essentially cryptocurrencies pegged to a stable asset like the US dollar with Tether USD being a shining example. However, with the global economy's expanding reach, there are stablecoins now representing a myriad of other currencies, from British Pound to the Brazilian Real. Now, why do we need stablecoins? Well, imagine you're paying for your $500,000 dream house with Bitcoin. With its price constantly fluctuating, would you be willing to take the risk of potentially paying a lot more, or maybe even less, depending on the market swings? I guess probably not. This kind of volatility hampers the economic activity in today's world. People tend to hold on to assets expected to increase in value and quickly spend those which decline. Plus, merchants would be apprehensive about accepting a currency whose value might plummet before they can even convert it into the desired denomination. And if you look at the traditional fiat currencies, they have their own set of challenges. Banks are controlling your money, accounts are freezing, there's international transfer fees and the ever-looming threat of hyperinflation in certain countries. This is where stablecoins shine, offering a stable yet decentralized currency option that fits snugly within our global economy. Now, how do these stablecoins maintain their stability? Well, underneath it all, stablecoins operate on a global shared digital ledger. They piggyback on the existing blockchains with giants like Ethereum or Binance chains supporting many of them. This makes trading a stablecoin as simple as trading any other cryptocurrency. And to ensure they remain stable, stablecoins employ various strategies. Let's look at a few here. The first one is fiat collateral based, where a fiat currency backs every token. It's like having a dollar in the bank for every stablecoin out there. The second one is crypto collateral based, where other cryptocurrencies like Ether back the stablecoin, but with mechanisms to ensure value stability. The third one is algorithmic based, which uses algorithms to automatically adjust the stablecoin supply based on its demand. 
And the fourth one, which is the most emerging one yet, is the central bank digital currencies. Talking about CBDCs, they're a new kid on the block now. Gaining traction worldwide, they're essentially the digital versions of a country's fiat currency introduced by respective central banks. The concept is borrowed from stablecoins, but with a little bit of a twist. While stablecoins offer full transparency over their supply, CBDCs might not. There's no cap on the supply, much like traditional fiat counterparts, and we all know what happens when you can print unlimited money. No pointing fingers here. Anyway, coming back to the topic, let's explore these in much more detail. So starting with fiat collateral-based stablecoins, these stablecoins are tokens on the blockchain that represent actual fiat currency in a company's bank account. Think of Tether here. For every Tether out there, there's supposedly a US dollar sitting in a bank. And it's not just about fiat, even commodities like gold or silver have been tokenized. You might recognize names like Gemini, Paxis or Digix in this category. What are the potential upsides here? Well, they're reliable given they're backed by tangible assets. They have high liquidity and can be swapped out for most real-world counterparts without much hassle. And the model is scalable. It's really easy to replicate. But there's a flip side here. You need to place a high level of trust in the issuing company. And there are already concerns about transparency of deposits. And finally, let's not forget how the changing tides of financial regulation could potentially freeze assets in this case. Shifting gears, we have the crypto collateral based stablecoins. And instead of being backed by fiat or other tangible assets, these stablecoins are backed by crypto assets. A prominent player here is DAI by MakerDAO. And the entire premise is to use smart contracts for stability. No more reliance on human touch or traditional financial systems. The pros for these are that they're crypto native and hence no ties to the traditional financial world. Everything is transparent, all transactions are there visible on the blockchain. And the governance, it's decentralized, so it's not controlled by any one company. There's cons too. Being new means there's a risk of potential bugs, there's a risk of over collateralizing, which can be costly. And there's always risk of sudden catastrophic price collapse that could upset the entire balance. Next on the list are algorithmic based stablecoins, and you can think of them as central bank model, but running an autopilot with smart contracts. There's no collateral here. The value is derived from faith that the algorithm can keep things stable. It's pretty experimental and not without its issues, but it's a fascinating approach. Pros for this one would be it's a solid concept with similar mechanisms working in the traditional economy. Again, it's crypto native, so it's completely detached from the traditional financial systems. And unsurprisingly, it is transparent again. But the downsides for this one are to do with risk of smart contract bugs, the uncertainty of deliberate attacks, and the legality issue where we've already seen projects face regulatory concerns like bases. Moving on, things get interesting with CBDCs or central bank digital currencies. With crypto becoming a big deal, governments naturally want it. These aren't exactly cryptocurrencies or stable coins, but kind of a hybrid. Some pilots have been initiated, especially by the PBOC in China. CBDCs are a mix of Bitcoin and fiat currency, leveraging the efficacy of blockchain. But, and this is crucial, governments are likely to maintain a tight grip on these. Expect permission networks unlike the open nature of Bitcoin. While CBDCs develop, stablecoins are bridging the fiat crypto gap. And the supply of stablecoins jumped massively in 2020. 
Their stability paves the way for more financial complex instruments, from loans to derivatives. This sets the stage for DeFi or decentralized finance to rise, powered partly by stablecoins. We've extensively covered this topic in a lot of our previous episodes. It's clear that stablecoins are playing a pivotal role in the crypto landscape. They are a bridge between the traditional and the digital, and as the world shifts more into the digital realm, their importance is only going to grow. The dance between tech advancements and regulations will be intriguing one to watch here. Alright, now that we're done with the basics, let's delve deeper into PayPal's entrance into the crypto world. PayPal recently came out with a stablecoin called PYUST, and it seems like a digital payments realm is about to experience a paradigm shift. So first things first, what's all the buzz about? Well, remember, you'd hold on to a dollar bill knowing it won't suddenly change its value tomorrow? Well, PYUST operates on the same principles. This digital coin has its value pinned to the US dollar, ensuring stability in a frequently volatile crypto market. Now, PayPal's move with PyUST isn't just about jumping on the crypto bandwagon. It's a calculated step into the Web3 domain where everything is digitally native. Think of PyUST as a bridge where it connects PayPal's conventional payment systems with the decentralized web. And with Paxos Trust Company, a trusted stablecoin issuer backing the game, there's a lot of credibility in this venture. But how would you use PyUST? Well, imagine using your PayPal account, but instead of just dollars or euros, you'll now have a digital currency to pay with. You can buy it, you can sell it, send it to your friends, or even use it for your daily shopping. And guess what? It's not just limited to PayPal. If you're a Venmo user or someone who enjoys dabbling in Web3 platforms using wallets like Metamask or Coinbase Wallet, PyUSD is game for that too. However, just a heads up, every time you make a transaction with PyUSD, there's a fee attached to it. It's similar to how you'd pay a little extra for international wire transfers or using certain services. The exact fee would depend on the transaction type and in some cases, the Ethereum's blockchain current congestion which, let's be honest, can be a wild ride sometimes. A lot of the people who traded NFTs would know what Ethereum really costs. Anyway, moving on, why should we care about PyUSD? Think about the global influence of PayPal now, with hundreds of millions of users and merchants all across the globe. With PyUSD, PayPal isn't just introducing a new product, it's reshaping how payments work in the digital first world. And the benefits? Well, we're talking about speedy transactions, reduced costs, and a host of Web3 opportunities that can open doors to rewards, governance, and much, much more. And for all the tech-savvy developers out there, PyUSD offers unprecedented reach, tapping into the vast audience while riding on the trust of PayPal that has been established over the years. Now, let's address the elephant in the room. What's in it for PayPal here? Well, this is where it gets interesting. With PyUSD, every dollar you hold is essentially making money for PayPal. Here's how. Behind the scenes, the funds backing PyUSD earn interest, primarily from short-dated US treasuries that currently yield a neat 5%. And the cherry on top? Well, PayPal keeps that yield. For users, it might seem like a one-way street, especially when you realize the funds are parked in your PayPal account don't earn you interest. However, from PayPal's perspective, this venture could be golden. The allure of stablecoins might entice users to maintain larger PyUSD balances, generating more interest for PayPal. 
Moreover, if merchants and service providers start accepting PyUSD directly, fewer users might convert their PyUSD back into regular currency. This ensures more funds remain with PayPal, continuously earning interest. So to sum it up, with rising significance of interest rates, PayPal's PyUSD might be more than just a foray into the crypto space. It could signify a strategic shift in revenue generation, leveraging user funds for maximum benefits. Alright listeners, we're coming to the end of this thrilling deep dive in PayPal's grand entry into stablecoins with PyUSD. But before we sign off, let's just take a moment to soak in the gravity of this move. We're standing at the crossroads of financial evolution with one foot firmly planted in the established systems of today and the other stepping boldly into the Web3 universe of tomorrow. PayPal's PyUSD isn't just another digital coin, it's a herald of a new era. An era where digital and physical worlds seamlessly intertwine, offering faster transactions, reduced costs, and a galaxy of new opportunities right at our fingertips. Think about it. A global payment titan with the reach and might of PayPal has fully embraced the decentralized ethos of blockchain, and it's an endorsement that will echo throughout the world of digital commerce. For all the Web3 enthusiasts and tech visionaries out there, this is your moment. The tools and platforms are aligning, making Web3 ecosystem richer, more accessible, and bursting with potential. So whether you're a seasoned crypto trader, a curious tech enthusiast, or just someone beginning to unravel the mysteries of the digital domain, know this. The landscape of online payments and Web3 integrations has just shifted dramatically. And we are here to witness and navigate these transformative currents together. That's it for today's episode, folks. But trust me, the digital world is evolving at lightning speeds and there's always more to discuss, more to explore, and more to be thrilled about. Make sure you tune in next time as we continue our journey through this fascinating world of emerging tech. Until then, stay curious, stay informed, and always remember, we're going to make it. Goodbye.